Welcome to the RNA Outdoors podcast, fueled by Ripcord Arrow Rest and First Light Hunting Apparel. At RNA, we are public land DIY conservationists that love to share our passion for the outdoors. So join us and our team as we interview professionals in the industry to share insight knowledge that helps make hunters and anglers more successful. listeners, subscribers, and fellow outdoorsmen and women. This is your host, Lucas Paw, and I'm excited to tell you about some of the sponsors that continue to help make this podcast not only happen, but grow and thrive in this digital world of audio content. This podcast is brought to you by Ripcord Arrow Rest, the bow hunter's number one fallaway rest on the market. Ripcord is known for 100% full-time arrow containment and their patented drop-dead brake system that eliminates launcher bounce back. Best of all, Ripcord is backed by their rock-solid guarantee. If the original owner has a part break for any reason, it will be repaired or replaced at no charge. And did I mention? Ripcord is located in southwest Montana, where all their products are made with pride in America. Check them out at ripcordarrest.com and on their social media feeds. This podcast is brought to you by First Light Clothing and Hunting Apparel. Born in the Rockies in central Idaho, First Light's mission is to create simple yet proven versatile gear that provides comfort and performance in any situation while working to promote the pursuit of ethical hunting and stewardship. I recently joined the First Light Pro staff team and have continued to be impressed year after year in their innovations in engineering and merino wool fabrics. Ten years ago, they started putting out wool fabrics with camo patterns, and immediately this changed the game. Since then, they offer multiple layering systems and kits in various proprietary patterns and continue to raise the bar with their competition. Find them online at firstlight.com or under their social media feeds. Go farther, stay longer. got the better half of the quick family here i think is this the better half or the other half uh we better say the other half because yeah, if the other true. half is listening we could be in trouble that could be a problem yeah so uh we are in route to northern california we got a few tags in the truck right now and uh yeah we're just uh we're cruising i got it's been a while we haven't done podcasts lately so i gotta i gotta introduce the illustrious sidekick Bum, bum, bum. The one and the only. You want to you want, you want introduce him? You want to introduce your dad? <laughs> My dad? Yeah. Oh, he's the sidekick. That's true. I he's I the illustrious sidekick. Yeah. Jeez, I'm getting the rough end of the stick on this cob. The one and done and only Mr. Jason Quick. 
Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am here, present in California, and flying down the highway. Careful. Get out of my way, You're people. Speeding. Yeah, I and know. And in the back seat, we've got someone who's got a deer tag this weekend. Yeah, B-Zone. B-Zone deer tag. W. You've been on, you've been on the podcast before? Yeah, Africa. That's right, Africa. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, we got to do that again. Good times in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> so we got White Quick here in the truck, and... Uh, Hello, hello. His dad, Jason, and myself. We are rolling up to Deer Camp, which is Northern California. So we're uh, we just got done eating, and uh, we're back on the road. And thought we'd throw on the headsets and talk a little bit about I don't know some of the stuff we've done this year, what we got planned this weekend. Um, got a lot of stuff's been hitting the dirt. A lot of our friends have been hunting and and knocking some stuff down. We got to give some props to some of the elk hunters out there, right? Yeah, Two no elk doubt. Hunters. Our buddy Derek Franklin uh, hammered down and shot a, a good uh, tule bull uh, with his once-in-a-lifetime tag that he drew. Well, I say once-in-a-lifetime. Good He's luck lucky. drawing it again. But, yeah. He's lucky. <clears throat> Not counting that he shot an antelope, too, in California. What the yeah, heck? All in the same year. And then your friend. Went, uh, and, Mark uh, Lauer. Yeah. Yep. He put a smack down on a big old tule bull. That was beautiful yeah. animal. Yeah. And then, didn't you love that follow-up uh, yeah. photograph? What, the next day? The next day, at the exact same spot, he gets a trail cam photograph of a big 7x7. Seven seven. Didn't even know it existed. Yeah. I told him to put an ear tag in it for Dad, so hopefully Dad will draw a tag next year, and we'll be able to go chase him down. you got to love it. I mean, this time of year, these bulls... They breathe, they break off. I mean, you don't see them, you know, you don't, sometimes you won't even see them the whole year, you know. So, yeah, so there's been some, just some awesome hunting going on this year. Oh, uh, did you, did you mention Tom? <laughs> yeah, so our, our, our good buddy Tom shot a, a good bull earlier in July, July, actually July 30th. So, um, waited the 60 day dry period, which was uh, September 30th and uh, had him rescored and, um, should be pending if he does um, actually um, submit the head uh, would be the new world record. So, um, but I, I don't know where he stands with that. I think he's doesn't really care. Maybe no, he doesn't really care. He doesn't. He, he wants to, but he doesn't want to. Because when he asked me what happens when I do this, I said, well, you know, Cabela's will want a model of it. Rocky Mountain Elk will want one. Um, you know, probably Eastman's will want to take it on the road with them. So, yeah, just get ready for all that. And he's like, nah, I don't think that's what I want to do. But Sucker. <laughs> anyway. I mean, that was a beautiful triple brow. Yeah, that was a great bull. Crazy Thule bull. Yeah, so we're uh, we're just kind of settling in. Uh, we're going to be heading up to uh, uh, northern California here in, in, uh, in the B zone, south end of the Trinities, Mendocino County. Uh, Jason and I uh, were fortunate enough to party in on a couple archery A zone or B zone late uh, late archery tags in the rut. It's the uh, A30, which most know as the kind of the coveted um, Covalo tag. So um, this will be um, probably one of our better opportunities. Um, I would say I know probably the best opportunity I've had in my lifetime to, to shoot a really good blacktail and. Jason, you grew up in this kind of this blacktail country, you yeah. know, north of there. So you've got a little bit of context of what the topography is like and kind of what to expect up there. Yeah, you know, I mean, the elevation's not super high in this area, and geographically, it's one of the premium areas to true, truly kill a true blacktail. Um, you know, it's basically uh, west of the I-5, so they consider it a, a n- no crosses in that area. 
and uh, that area produces some fantastic bucks. I mean, a lot of the biggest bucks, uh, blacktail bucks, have been killed out of there, and not very many people ever get to hunt it unless you buy a private land management tag. Sure. Um, you don't get to hunt it except for during the regular general season unless you draw one of either the muzzleloader tag or the archery tag, which I think there's only, what, 35 yeah, of each of those? 35 tags. So, but what's really kind of crazy about this is because of how the calendar has fallen this year, um, this year it, it's like a week later in the season. So this is the very last weekend of general bee zone. Yep. And, of course, we've been kind of planning to go up on this weekend kind of thinking oh man it's gonna we're gonna have a weather snap and you know it's gonna be cold and blah 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 let's see what was the peak of the temperature on the drive up here boys i think it was in salinas was yeah. it not 96 degrees 96 freaking degrees going through salinas where normally salinas is a pretty cool area um so, you know, throughout most of the time of the year but yeah so we've got some just Un, out of the ordinary, not of the average weather going on right now. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think this week it's been in the 90s, and a couple of days it's supposed to be in the mid to high 90s tomorrow as well. And our great power company, PG&E, has you know been sued so many times because of creating fires in California that they're they're talking about turning our power off where you don't have any power. power. Down. Yeah, so, they just shut it down. Yeah, don't worry. Your your freezers will be fine for a few days. We'll just turn your power off for a while. Yeah, that's not a good thing. So hopefully that doesn't happen while we're gone, although there's <laughs> been talk of that. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, the, you know, the weather pattern clearly is, is not in our favor. At the same time, like you said, there is about a 20-degree snap that happens this coming Sunday. So hard to say what, uh, you know, what could transpire based on, you know, 20 degree temperature change, uh, and then close to a 30 degree temperature change in the evening. So I think it's supposed to get down into the 30s. So you know that could that could really trigger something, you know. And we also know because of it being so warm that the the deer are going to be running probably at night, and they'll be going all the way down to, you know, most likely the river or at least some of the tributaries. So we'll try to figure out where the crossovers are and the little saddles cutting back and forth and hopefully try to try to learn some some of the topography you know yeah. right now my my good friend rick from a to z foundation is uh actually in nevada chasing big old muleys and then he's going to run to uh, colorado after that for his veterans hunts that they put on but what we're gonna hopefully do is as soon as the uh nevada season it over and then he runs to Colorado and finishes Colorado then he'll come back and he's going to come up and kind of help us out he's got a ranch up there and and we've got some uh, access to place to stay and yeah should no, it's going to make it kind of a guy that's kind, kind of the guy you love to know that's uh, hunted there for 20 plus years and knows the topography way better than we do in fact when we were talking to him i loved it he's like oh yeah well you kind of go here and you you kind of do this you know quickster you go over there and i was thinking okay i have no idea what he's talking about so we're gonna try to figure that out yeah hopefully hopefully the next couple of days yeah so basically all this started for you and i you know back in you know july in the in the california draw system we applied as a party um and we ended up drawing you know a couple weeks later we find out we draw 
and uh, so that you know obviously starts the whole process for you and I, which is um, getting information, um, you know, contacting um, license application services, trying to find guys that have drawn the tag in the past, and you know, come to find out when you start talking about this tag, you find out how many people have a little intel on this area, which not a lot of people do, but the people that have hunted it have all said it. This, this area holds some of the biggest blacktails in the state. Um, and it's just because it's managed, you know, it's it's a unit that's managed. And uh, because of that, um, it allows for good genetics and growth of these bucks. So anyway, kind of fast forward, we, uh, we were able to catch up with your friend Rick and, and he provided us uh, some information. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've been kind of crunching Onyx and, and working on Google Earth and trying to figure out where we wanted to be. And uh, we chose this weekend for a couple reasons. One, because it gives us a little bit of a window in time to get up here and uh, scout a little bit, which is kind of, um, you know, important for us to, for our for our tree hunt. But also, we got W in the back who's got a B zone tag, and it's the last weekend. So, a um, little killer in the back there thinks he's going to shoot a big buck this weekend. But I don't know how he's going to do that without what? our help. Yeah, Wyatt, what's up with that? Well, I have help, so. <laughs> oh, who's that? You guys. Oh, really? Yeah. And what do you expect us to do? Oh, you guys are going to find deer, like always. Okay. You're, you're too interested not to look for deer. <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter. That's interesting. You're, you're so up what, there. You're so what's look. your role this weekend? Like, what, what is it you have to do? Well, I'm a help. Look. But my main goal is to kill deer. Squeeze the trigger? Yeah. Okay. Nothing wrong Just with remember that. that. I, I did see him earlier in the rearview mirror, and he was flexing his index finger. Okay. In out. You have one roll this weekend, and that's that's. I mean, not like he doesn't squeeze. do that plenty enough. I will tell you though, you know, his his competition shotgun trigger is a little different than than the trigger on the oh, on I'm the sure. close range gun, huh, son? A lot. <laughs> yeah, it's probably night and day difference. Took him about. 12 dry fires to go okay i didn't flinch why doesn't this thing go off when it's supposed to but not only that we're uh, you know being in the trinity area on the south end of the trinities there's a whole lot of other animals that hang around in the trinities um, are you going to talk about your five dollar bear tag um yeah maybe okay. and this isn't a raffle tag either so <laughs> unfortunately and why did we have to detour what was the reasoning again yeah so uh for some reason i uh couldn't find my bear tag, which I know that I purchased because I, when I went online, it showed um, that I couldn't purchase another one, but I couldn't seem to find it. So anyway, we stopped uh, on the way up at uh, Big Five, and I had to buy my additional $5 replacement tag on top of the $48 price of the tag as it was. So anyway, I may have two bear tags, but I can only harvest one, but um, I'm legal, so nope. at least I have a tag now you had mentioned earlier that that uh just so everybody understands in california there's a harvest limit and there's a mandatory uh showing of your bear skull to uh to fish and game correct and you had said how many had been harvested already yeah so there um, had been i think 740 harvested up into this point um, season opens mid-august and archery goes for a month and then the general um, opens uh, in september and uh, California puts a quota on 1,700. It's mandatory reporting. So um, if you take a bear, um, you're required um, from the time that you have it validated. Um, you ha I think you have up to, I think, seven days to, to report it. Uh, and then to your point, you have to have the skin uh, and also the skull. Um, I believe they pull a molar and age them. Uh, and then 
you're also required um, to not waste any meat either. So you yep. have to you have to take all salvageable meat on the on the animal. So so for those guys that like to think about Alaska and whacking and stacking, you do have to pack out the meat, and that does bring to some. Uh, thoughts when you look in canyons and you find that big old bear down in the bottom whether or not you truly truly want to kill one yeah. but uh one other point wyatt how much does it cost for a junior bear tag how much do you say 20 25 bucks 25 bucks they just uh, passed a law this last year that lowered the junior uh, cost of a bear tag to only $25. Isn't that mighty nice of the state of California? I guess they weren't selling enough bear tags that they decided to go ahead and give a break to the kids. Well, you know? and you wonder if part of it, too, is to try to maybe get more kids involved in getting outdoors. and you Because know, they dropped the prices on a lot of tags, right? I mean, yeah. I think it was they slashed prices on you know elk tags, deer tags, and everything. So... It may be partly a, a ploy to try to get kids more out in the outdoors and, and trying to get them hunting so or interested in it. Hard it's to a, say. It's a nice thought, but I keep wondering about fishing games. So, but it's hey, l- let's not talk about my three dollar and fourteen cent, you know, bobcat tag, which uh, <laughs> will be uh, the last year. If you wanted a bobcat tag, you probably should buy one just so you can put it up on your wall because this last year you're going to be able to hunt bobcats in the state of California. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? Well, so, thanks, Governor. appreciate you not knowing and not following science and just uh, on a whim deciding that people shouldn't hunt something. Yeah, so not to even get on a rant about our predator control problem in this state, but when you already take mountain lions out of the equation and now you take bobcats out of the equation, which... Um, you know, you got to wonder what's next. Coyotes? I mean, what's next? I you mean, know? well, and look, we no longer run bears with dogs. Yeah. So that 1,700 bear quota never is, gets is never is never reached anymore. No. I mean, if you're coming to California to go black-tailed deer hunting, you need to buy, once again, you need to buy a black bear tag because in five days worth of hunting, you'll have a higher probability of seeing a black bear than a legal buck. Yeah. So, welcome to California. Yep. So, we got bears, we got mountain lions, now we're going to have bobcats, which, like I say, easily could take down a, a yearling fawn um, or, a, you know, a couple of them. And, and so, I mean, yeah, it's becoming a problem. It's more of a problem. And uh, to your point, it's not about biology or science. It's about emotion. And, and that's what these guys um, sign these bills in effect for. You know, it's yeah, not about... Yeah, we want to see those pretty little kitties in the wild. Well, no doubt. We want to see them in the wild, too. But... I mean, there's no scientific data to support any of their decisions they've done. This is all a knee-jerk reaction to the anti-hunting, anti-animal rights groups, you know, that they just, oh, it just frustrates me. People eating tasty animals. Mmm, yum, yum. That's what we're working on. <laughs> anyway, okay, back on, back, back on topic, back on topic. So we're, it's, it's 8 p.m., Yes. It's dark, dark right now. Yeah. And we still got another three hours of driving to get to where we want to be. Yeah. But at least now there's no traffic. So we're cruising to get to the mountains, and so we'll be set up. So We kind of know where we want to be. We got some pretty good intel on some good areas to be at first light and, and uh, you know, glassing. So our, our intent is to, to get somewhere remotely close you know probably not right in the spot we want to be in the morning but somewhere remotely close um set up just a i wouldn't say a camp but just a place to lay our head for the night uh and then 
tomorrow will be Friday, which should be, um, you know, somewhat of a better opportunity than the weekend, although it is the, the, the last weekend in the B zone. Um, it's still, a, for most, a work day tomorrow, so hopefully we can maybe get ahead of some of the, the rush tomorrow. And I don't know, my hope is is that, you know, we're going to kind of scout this one area that we've got a lot of intel on. Some good bucks have been taken out of this area. Um, we'll kind of focus there maybe in the morning see what we see see if we can't find a, a good legal bug for Wyatt and uh, if not we'll motor and we got a lot of places to check I mean this area is big um, when you think about it kind of from north to south even east to west um, there's a lot of country there uh, and part of this hunt based on your conversation or your discussion about you know the calendar shift change a week later um, this can become a migrational hunt too where if there is Absolutely. weather up top um, it could force some of these deer down uh, into the lower elevations um, down into a lot of the private areas but there's a lot of checkerboarded areas and, and public areas and forest do in those in those areas too which can have those deer held up there as well so um, well, so we'll see what happens with weather you know one thing that i'm curious to see right now too is right now we've got we've got this really hot streak going on right now but just a week ago it was pretty cool and what i've seen even in our areas is the oak trees are leaving losing their leaves yeah so what i'm really hoping is that we are seeing some of that already happening where the potential glassing is going to be a little easier and a little better but then the transition in between this weekend and when we come back in, in two three weeks you know to how did how does that how does that play out and it really will be nice if we could actually get a little bit of weather in between now and then but um who knows i mean yeah. mother mother nature is mother nature and sometimes she doesn't play by the same rules we like or two yeah so it'll be you know weather's always a wild card in any hunt you know there's there's a lot of good hunts in this state that, pending the weather hits, um, some of the some of the uh, the, the late season tags that, that uh, you know some of the the special um, you know the G hunts and so forth. A lot of those are migrational hunts that rely solely on 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 weather up high, which pushes a lot of the deer down. So um, we'll see, and uh, I'm not going to hang my hat on that. I think that's that would be what we would consider maybe gravy on top of the mashed potatoes if that happens and we get good weather. But yeah. um, there's still going to be pockets of good bucks and. One of the one of the guys I was talking to said the year he had the tag, um, weather was terrible. It was warm, and uh, he still ended up um, getting a, a pretty nice deer and a saw. He said some serious bombers um, during the course of that hunt. And you know, even Rick said and Rick told us he goes, "You're going to see, you know, a 160 class blacktail on your hunt at some point, right? Or bigger." Um, now, are you going to be able to hunt it? Are you going to be able to get him killed? That's you know that's that's always the goal but um he says you will see a big buck on this hunt well period. and you know i mean what's going to be really different about this too is a lot of this country that we're going to be seeing is big you know we're going to be going you know in the morning we're going to try to be on the east side glassing towards the west and these big openings and, and trying to find something just because you find it you know this weekend the positive note is we have a long-range gun and we have a kid that can shoot decently notice i said decently Wyatt? decently come on yeah. you didn't even respond decent. to that yeah we're just only decent yeah okay maybe you could shoot things at we'll a, say at sub a, subpar subpar maybe okay but work on that index finger <laughs> yeah stretch it out stretch it out 
But, you know, when it comes to the archery, we may be able to find these animals, right? But literally, they may be a thousand yards away. Yeah. An archery run on that is way different than, you know, being able to find something and cut the distance to five, six hundred yards. Yeah. So. And that's always a challenge. I mean, this is, you know, this is an archery tag that you and I have. So, I mean, but it's a rut hunt. So that's, that's plays a little bit of our advantage based on the timing but um there's no guarantees it's like any hunt there's no guarantees there's probably a guarantee we're probably going to see some good bucks but they could be sitting on private property and there's not a dang thing you know unless we unless we know them or we go knock on the door we're not going to be able to do much with that so so wyatt how did we do shooting archery this last uh tuesday um we all shot pretty good and we were all in the zone. I thought we did pretty doggone good. The old Halon was throwing darts, though. Oh man, love that bow. Love that bow. Throwing darts. Yeah, we were. We went out on Tuesday to the archery range and uh, stretched them out to 70 yards, and yeah. we were able to get serious and put some pretty good groups way out there, and uh, hope that we slip right in on them and shoot them at 30 yards. But we're prepared for that 70 yard shot if if we have to yeah if it's a good buck and he's at 70 at least there's some confidence knowing that we can make that shot but you're right i mean 30 and in is is the window you want to be in for sure less margin for error but well a lot of this stuff too depending on on what we're thinking we're thinking it's going to be a full-blown rut hunt right so as long as we don't blow the girl out you know he's going to be he's going to be thinking and if we can get in between him and her that I might even be better. Yeah, you know, which I think is going to be key to this hunt as well is is looking for does, right? I think if if we can spot does first thing in the morning or, or catch does moving transitionally, that's a pretty good probability there's going to be a buck with those does at some point. And that's one thing that I'm looking for on this weekend too. Okay, looking for you know where's where's the pockets at if we could find groups of does that are always working maybe two three days that we're up here if we could catch them in the same places over and over again uh-huh. that'll be a telltale sign you know in three weeks to to keep your eyes open and, and really pay attention to those exact spots you know three weeks from now sure so how are you, you feeling good yeah i'm feeling great you feeling great i'm ready for tomorrow you ready for tomorrow what yeah. what's going through your mind tomorrow like wake up and we're just going to find this 25 inch three by four and you're just gonna shoot it or what like what's going through your mind well i'm ready for anything okay you got you got like a benchmark you're looking for no it doesn't matter okay whatever you guys tell me to shoot i'll shoot you guys have kind of you've shot a pretty good blacktail before so yeah a lot of people tell me that you shoot one so big that you're not gonna find another one to top it and i say i bet i could find another one to top it so that's the goal. You gotta find another one to top it. <laughs> Who taught him that? Oh, uh, uh, his father. I'm, bow- I'm bowing out from this conversation. <laughs> you have created a monster. Well, you can't kill a big one; it's a huge, small one. So, but you know, we're we're, you know, his his was a true four by four. Yeah. So you can't blame a kid for shooting a blacktail like that, man. Beautiful deer. That was a story and a half. You know, we talked about that in one of the previous podcasts. You know, him shooting a 4x4 in the same, basically the same place as I shot one just 30 years later. Yeah. You know, within 100 yards, you know, where he saw it and killed it, 
you know, it was basically within 100 yards of where I killed mine when I was a kid. So, yeah. you know, that's pretty awesome. But hopefully, you know, like you said, the genetics are here where we're going. So, you know, half the battle is figuring out where the genetics are and how to how to find a way to get to hunt that area at the right time of year. Yeah. Not saying that, you know, this is ideal because we kind of planned this weekend a while ago thinking, oh, you know, it's further into October, higher probability of, you know, being cold. And like I said, well, it's dropped down to whopping 68 right now. You know, that's not freaking very cold. No. You know. But when you picked me up today, I mean, I was I was sweating throwing the cooler in the back of the truck. I mean, it was, I was driving home and it was in the 90s already. It's just, just I mean, to be a week out of November and having weather like this, it's, it's, I think it's beyond Indian summer because it got pretty cool for quite a while. I thought, you know, the summer was, was pretty well gone. But at the same time, you know, would you rather have weather like that or would you rather have weather where you're bundling up and... Well, this weather has been weird. Thank God I had Wyatt loading the truck for me so I didn't have to, you know. <laughs> you didn't have to break a sweat. Yeah. God well, that's forbid. the goal, right? hurt his back again. God forbid. Oh, yeah. We, and we wouldn't want the prince, prince to hurt his back, would we, Wyatt? No. That's not you guys, supposed to happen. You guys smack talk a lot. you got a few more years before, you know, you get to be burned out. But I have more I than a few. I can't talk much. Lucas, Lucas comes back from the moose hunt, and, you know, I mean, he looks like he's been beat with a rubber hose. Oh, my God. 174 pounds. I've gained about six of that back, six or seven of that back. So, Lean, mean, fighting machine. Then I went elk hunting, and I lost a little more weight and came back from that. So, Well, what did I tell you when you sent me the picture at 35 yards? Oh, I passed. Shoot him. <laughs> shoot him. Shoot him, man. Just oh, shoot him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, when a bull crosses you at 35 and you're like, nah. But then in the back of your mind it says, if he comes back to the same exact spot again, he's done. And two minutes later, what does he do? He walks right back in that same window and stops. So I'm telling you, when they stop, it's just, you know, he, I don't know what happens. It just, the instinctual relaxing of the trigger finger muscle. And yeah. It's thunk. He got the arrow right through the heart, both lungs. So, yeah, yeah it's been, man, it's been a crazy fall. I mean, I think for a lot of people, it's been pretty crazy for me. It's been pretty, pretty successful. A lot of... A lot of neat adventures we've had, and we've got a couple more ahead of us I think are going to be fun, and I've still got a, another deer tag in Montana that I'm going to try to get home to fill over Thanksgiving with the family, and, and I've got a friend, uh, a great friend that, you know, I told him three years ago, I said, you live in Nevada? He goes, yeah, and you don't apply for deer, sheep, elk? He goes, no, I haven't even thought about it. I'm like, okay, let me help you out, so I help him out. What does he do on year three? He draws a desert sheep tag. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's Which, just not fair. For a guy is, that's been plying 21 years, Yeah. that's just not fair. Yeah. Of course, and he is a resident. He's a resident. He's a great guy. So. And then my friend Wayne, you know, he draws an 081 late mule deer tag. Yeah. I mean, there's only five of them. Hello. Yeah. I put Dad in for that one, of course. We don't have it, but he does. But that's going to be a great resource if we could ever get him on the podcast and talk about that hunt oh, you yeah, know after a, he gets done that's a great area and then you know who knows if one of us ever draw that then we've got great intel and yeah. resources available to us that's what you know? it's all about right 
it's phenomenal, man. I mean, the hunting community is such a great group of people that, you know, when you draw a tag where there's only five, I mean, come on. Five hunters. Call us. My brother has been, helped out two guys up in the, you know, the northwestern elk hunt area, and uh, they just drew cow tags this year, which he's like, this sucks so bad. He's like, every time, hey, there's a bull. Hey, there's another bull. Sure. Oh, yeah, we're not looking for bulls. We're just looking for cows. <laughs> but these guys, you know, put some meat on the ground, Yeah. and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Well, it's said. like some of your deer hunts. You're in, like, some of the most primo elk country, right, on uh. some of these Nevada deer hunts, and you got all these all these bulls you're like okay focus i can't look at elk i can't look at elk but like oh i gotta look at that bull man i was i was right back you know my daughter had that that 111 tag again uh this year um and uh she just shot a little small three point but while we were there she kept i'm like oh there's a bull she's like we're not elk hunting dad focus (laughs) focus on deer i'm like okay oh there's another bull Oh, look at those two bulls fighting. That's awesome, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. She hasn't hunted you with you enough. If there's any animal out there, he'll find it, and then he'll stare at it for 30 minutes and then realize he's not hunting it. Unless he has a tag. Yeah. Because I will tell you, when we were on uh, his Goodale hunt, I was sitting there looking at all these desert sheep, <clears throat> and uh, he's like, focus, focus. He's like, okay, well, where are they at? And he'd look for like maybe a minute, and then he'd go back. Okay, there's a buck over here now. I'm like, all right. And I'm, so I'm sitting here focused on these sheep. He's like, I'm like, oh, there's another ram. Where? Just up. Uh, so he'd look. And so he does get easily distracted, but I will say he does get focused on what he's trying to go after. Yeah, so, that is true. He's not so too much hard. of a squirrel that we think he is. Oh, but, man. Yeah, when I was back there, man, I saw I saw a huge 5 by 5 I think it was the same bull, one of the same bulls I saw last year, hmm. um, but he was even bigger this year. And then I did see a, two nice six-point bulls, you know, um, and they were fighting when I found them. They, that was just absolutely awesome. Sorry. Yeah. We digress off of black-tailed yeah, deer hunting uh, you know. and focus. But, hey, look, we've got a bear tag. we got a deer tag. We got multiple pig tags, even though since we live in Pig Central, we're yeah. probably not going to shoot a pig. Even if we saw one. Well, if he runs across the road and he's on the uphill side, if he's maybe. Got teeth, if he's got teeth, he's going down. Okay, if he's got teeth. Okay, that changed That's category. Well, I'd like him still to be on the uphill side, you know. Yeah. If he's got Kick teeth, him. he's 250 or better, so we'll just throw him on my back and we'll take him out. Yeah, well, see, Wyatt? That's the reason we take Lucas with us. <laughs> Now, if Wyatt shoots a deer, it's on him. He's got to clean it, skin it, gut it, quarter it. Yep. You got to do it all. All those girls on Instagram will be like, oh, yeah. We'll be, we'll be Snapchatting all those girls. Look at this guy. He's got blood on his hands. Oh. They may not like you after that. They may not. They probably won't. They probably already don't like me. But No, I think they do. They just... They just probably get sick of you taking all those pictures, all the food you're eating all the time. Oh, maybe. <laughs> that was a serious deep dish. Oh, man. I'm telling you, that was serious, I'm ready right? for bed. <laughs> if you guys all go to sleep on me, I'm going to be pissed. No. No we'll, promises. We won't go to sleep Why? on you. But no promises. Although the back seat has gotten a little quiet back there. Oh, oh man. Ain't that the truth? I haven't so, seen this whole way. I haven't heard you guys complain yet, so. No, we're not complaining, but you know what happens when you complain. Does anyone really listen? No. So. And don't forget, Wyatt, even if you fall asleep, when we get there, I want my damn pillow back. No promises. 
Yeah, just like him. So you figure what we got at least another what couple hours left to, to oh, get up absolutely. to where we need to be? Two and a half at a very minimum, probably okay. three. Depends on if there's any traffic, but it's eight eighteen, so folks there really shouldn't be any traffic though right i mean shouldn't be realistically but this is also california so you say there's no traffic and then they'll have road construction that closes down six lanes both directions and funnels everything into one yeah on these beautiful roads we have too god they don't even spend the gas tax money on it i know let's just put that in the general fund oh is it time i think it might be that time until the next Wyatt. time, folks. Hopefully, the next podcast, Wyatt will be telling you about a big old buck that he shot. You ready yeah, to kill a buck? Home? Yeah. This weekend? Are you ready to kill a bear? I want you to. I want you to shoot a buck. I'll kill a bear. I mean, I mean, I'll shoot I'm a not worried about a bear. I guess that I'll means I'm stuck with a damn 250-pound pig with teeth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're equal opportunity hunters here. Whack them, stack them, put them on the ground, and right. we're coming back to you real soon from the highway. 61. Wait. See it. 39. 39. 26. 14. 13. All right. Quiet. Peace. Peace out, people. Rock and roll. That's our type of life. This is Lucas Paw, host of the RNA Outdoors podcast. Please check out Podbean and iTunes. If you have an iPhone or iPad, go to the podcast app on your device, search for RNA Outdoors, and hit the purple subscribe button. When doing this, it will automatically upload when new podcasts are loaded and they will download into your queue. For Android users, you can access the podcast through Podbean, Stitcher, or use our website www.rnaoutdoors.com forward slash podcast. In addition, under the RNA Outdoors podcast channel, please leave a review and a five-star rating. These reviews help boost our popularity and outreach. You can also follow us on our social media outlets, Twitter at RNA Outdoors, Facebook, RNA Outdoors, and Instagram, Rod and Arrow Outdoors. All links are in the show notes as well. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll pass along our channel to your friends and colleagues. Keep up the good fight. We cannot sit by and watch the public lands devoted to wildlife protection wither away. There's simply too much at stake. Make your voice heard, speak up, and get involved with conservation efforts. And know that every little bit helps. As we say on the mountain, go farther, stay longer.